0: one okay guys welcome back to the last set podcast and today man i got to rekindle an old friendship johnny how you doing man
1: i'm doing good man good to see you again man always good to see a nice smile again bro thank you you. i mean how long has it been oh honestly it felt like yesterday but if you're
0: talking about years yeah three three years
1: two three years something like that
0: yeah because the last time i when was the last time we saw each other was in uni uni man i remember you were you had just done your gam set Yep. You done really well. Yep. I never got to ask you, what happened after that? Um,
1: a lot of things happened actually, man. Life turned upside down pretty much on the family side, which we'll get into later. But things changed. Um, the dream is still there. The dream is still alive. But you got to adapt.
0: Yeah. Well, you've done a lot for yourself in the meantime. Uh, now recently, you've been working at Rookie, uh, Richie's Gym. Yeah, Richie's Gym. That's so right. So let's, uh, let's get into that, man. Like, what is about this? Because I know you were powerlifting for a while. Yeah, been a closet powerlifter. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so what made you want to head down to
1: the road into was it Richie's? Richie's? Yeah, it's yeah. Richie's gym. So yeah. R U C C I. Yeah. And gym, of course. Um yeah, so basically I was just training at Bayswater Waves, just leisure center. I did my swimming there. Always been into strength training. Um into the principles of strength training. Always wanna like to live heavy stuff, you know, as us men mm-hmm. like to be cavemen. Uh, but the thing is I was like, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just not, nothing against old people, but at my gym, there's just a lot of elderly people because okay. it's close to, that say the base water nursing home, they get free gym contracts and stuff. Um, but there wasn't really any there, anyone there that was, had the same interest as I. So I just went on Google and I just typed in Perth's strongest gym and really? it came up a whole list of gyms. Okay. And then on the, on the list, there was Rich's gym and it was in Malaga and I live in you know, Beachboro. That's very close. I'm like, wait a second, give this a look. So I actually went for a consult there, went there and met Dan Rucci. So Mm -hmm. he is one of the owners of Rucci's gym. So him and Paul, they're twin brothers they pretty Uh, much own the whole operation. Okay. Yeah. And I went there and it wasn't a gym, it's a strength facility. And I was hooked from the get go. Uh And I was like, well, this is the place to be because you go in there, you've got pretty much all squat racks you want, all bench presses you want, all deadlift platforms you want. All the equipment, accessories, dumbbells that you'd ever dream of mm. for the specific sport of powerlifting and anything to do with strength. And I was hooked. I was like a kid in Candyland, bro. Mm. I was like, I'm definitely joining. So that's why I signed on, and that was the beginning of my powerlifting career. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are you? What are your stats right now? What are you pulling? You reckon?
1: Mate, I am still a rookie. Yeah. I I have been dealing with a whole bunch of injuries. It sounds like an excuse, the whole injury thing. But yeah, I am. Going to my comp this time around, um, my final lifts um, squat was 165, squat bench was 125 kilos and my final lift for deadlifts was 195. So on the day, I should be squatting 180, benching
0: 130 and deadlifting um, at least 210. So Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's all
1: in kilos, not pounds, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just saying, what, with your powerlifting, what weight cl-
1: category are you in right now? I'm currently in the 100 kilos, man. Ooh. So if you look at me... It, it, You probably guess I'm definitely not in a hundred kilos, but I weighed in 102 this morning, so. (laughs) Wow,
0: okay. Do you have to cut or anything before tomorrow?
1: Um, The comp is next week, Um, weigh-ins is on Saturday. So I might do like a bit of small water cut. I don't know, maybe cut out carbs. Mm -hmm. Normally I like to maintain anyways. I sit around heavy 90s to hundreds anyways. So I'm very comfortable with this weight. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Nice man. I was gonna say, have you heard of Louis Simmons? Man, rip bro. Yeah, I literally found out about that yesterday uh, after training squat after doing a squat, day myself. And I was actually heartbroken because not even that, but today it's been two days in a row of two of my idols have died. You ever been a fan of the Foo Fighters? Yes. Taylor Hawkins just bro. just passed away. I literally found out thirty minutes before driving here. Oh no! And uh, because every I've been a bit fan of Foo Fighters for a long time. I yep. came to them when they came here in Perth a while ago. And I actually dare say, like Lewis Simmons, also was a big influence on my life because you, um, his methods, I respect a lot, especially when it came to benching as well, yep. and also de- and like he was like the godfather of powerlifting. Yeah. And then I've watched, I think, West Side versus the World. Bro, that was insane. Uh, what that man had to go through w- was crazy, but at the same time. I looked at him, and so uh, when I watched that thing, I was like, man, that dude's literally on borrowed time. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He, the part that blew my mind the most was when he told me he had that issue with his throat where he couldn't sleep. He couldn't sleep most nights. And I was like, well, that's going to cause a lot of problems. But the sheer amount of, like, grit that dude had, like the dude literally had his knee nearly done, scoped, and then he rocks up to the gym the next day in a cast and he's benching.
1: I know, right? Benching it. Like the guy's crazy. The f- like the godfather of powerlifting. Honestly, um, the creator of the conjugate program based off all the Soviet training principles, and the creator of the OG reverse hyper machine. Have you ever used the reverse hyper before?
0: I have. I have. It's good, man. It's it's yeah. t- uh, does a lot for the um for your lower back, obviously. Yeah, and he yeah. explains the mechanics of it and how important it is. Um, it's not actually seen in many gyms. Does your gym have one of those? We do. We yeah. do.
1: We do. Not a lot of people use it, but um, if you do have an injury or something,
0: that's a tool of rehab. Yeah. It is. It is. And has any of his methods like helped you as well when you came to your training? Yes and no. Okay.
1: Um, with conjugate training, uh, we don't really do conjugate routes gym. Mm-hmm. We more, more looked into let's say wave block periodization and just RPE ratings and all that stuff there. Um, but definitely he has had a big influence with the way how we lift with intent the machine machinery that we use and just like some techniques with the bench press to squat and all that stuff um with his kind of lifting is more geared into the equipped lifting so with lots of equipment like squat suits um pretty much bench shirts deadlift suits mm-hmm. so that's the um extreme end of power lifting that's the guys that are like freaking massive to go ball to the walls like maxing out everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. So with Rooch's gym, it's a nice sweet spot for that. Yeah, do you guys ever train in squat suits and bench shirts or anything like that? Not as of recent. I know back in the early days of Ruchi's gym, we had a few guys that did do it. Mm -hmm. I know about a handful of them, but not in recent memory. It just takes a lot to train all that equipment, man. Like to get into a squat suit, you have to strap the squat suit onto, let's say a bar, and you have to pretty much hang yourself into it <laughs> it's really weird it's
0: so tight man have you worn one
1: no no maybe in the future but not in time soon man
0: okay yeah so tell me about this uh thing competition you gotta do next week like um what's the level to it is it like um you know uh is it in terms of le- was there any gear involved or is it just yeah, raw yeah. yeah so this one
1: um in wa we have a handful of federations at Roots gym we host the gpc which is the non-drug tested mm-hmm. and also the APL, which is the Australian Powerlifting League, which yeah. is drug tested. Yeah. I'll be competing in the APL. It's the APL States next Sunday. So oh. that is tested. So I believe they test the podium finishes and also
0: a random select. Yeah. Ah, oh, I see. So you just have to go back and piss in the cup after you win. Yeah, I could use your piece if I want to, man. <laughs> fair, <Yeah. laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, anyway, man. Like one of the actually also one of the topics I definitely wanted to cover with you um, this week because I know it's like been quite big as well. But did you watch the Eddie? Eddie Hall versus Thor uh, boxing match, bro.
1: I've been waiting for this fan. Yeah, I've been blue balled from this fight for like what two years or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. it had a lot of backstory behind it. Yep. Did you did you have any money on? Did you think? Did you yeah, think um,
1: right? I, I had I had big money on Thor, and of course he prevailed. Yeah. Just from a boxing mechanics, man. You have to use your mind. Boxing mechanics.
0: Yeah. Long jab. Yeah. He does have the long jab, but I think like in terms of actual skill, it was just so much better. Yeah, because he already had like three exhibition bouts leading up to the mm, fight. Yep. Eddie yep. didn't have any. Yeah, and then I don't know. Apparently, there was already a whole, there was a whole bunch of things Eddie had to go through and all that. But one thing I was so impressed with was how fucking shredded those guys got.
1: Dude, man, I think Thor's transformation was insane. He went from. Can't remember, but I saw a picture of him like 140 something kilos. Is that right?
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And no. Now, uh, now he's 140 something. I think. Yeah. Like before he was like, I mean, because I actually thought that guy could have been a bodybuilder. Yeah. He yeah. actually, honestly, looked like a bodybuilder. I think like if he did it with proper nutrition as well. I reckon he could have like stepped on stage at one point
1: yeah i know he prepped for a powerlifting competition just out of the blue leading up i think post one of the arnold strongman comps mm. and he actually got a nice turtle probably one of the best in the world in that current weight class with him so he just like a casual powerlifter
0: yeah, yeah. well mo- well i mean if you look at uh strongman exercises a lot of them do transition over into powerlifting exercises. Yeah, as
1: well. I think um, from what I've seen from strongman, they have different events and shows have different, let's say, kind of categories, right? Yeah. Um, with the Arnold Strongman, with the Arnold Sports um, Exhibition, uh, what they do is more mostly static, mm. static exercises. So all you know, the elephant deadlifts, the stones, the um, inch dumbbell, like very static um, power, pretty much one RM. Uh, versus let's say if you go to, that's a world's strongest man, you see lots of um, functional. So lots of moving ones like yoke carry, farmers carry, uh, anchor, all that stuff. Just moving on the go. So yeah, so with certain events, it prioritizes certain things for different athletes. But mm-hmm. the crazy thing is I saw, I think it was last night, in 2018, Hafthor Julius Bjornsson, he won all of the events. So he's normally just a very just static strength guy. Mm-hmm. Time around, he took up all the events, so that's actually insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who, who's the world's strongest right now? What man right now? Because I'm pretty sure Thor and Eddie are both retired. Yeah, they're retired from the sport.
1: Um, I think it's Sergei Novikov, I think so. The Ukrainian guy, yeah. Um, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I think actually, think think it was him. He won it. it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because the amount of stress that goes on the body, and uh, did you watch? I mean, Eddie Hall, he released like a YouTube small documentary series like leading up to it as like a way of psyching out Thor. Did you watch that at all?
1: No, maybe I've seen snippets. Yeah. But he's, he's always wanted to psych out Thor.
0: Man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what happened was uh, back in 2017 when Eddie won the World's Strongest yep. Man. Yep. That's right. Uh, Thor... Um, protested it a fair bit because there was this situation where they had an event, which I think it was called the Viking press. Yeah, And there's a rule where you're not allowed to do something called double dipping where you, you're not allowed to bend your knees twice, obviously when you do like a push press. And then, uh, I think, you know, uh, he got four, got a warning and then he lost the last rep. And then Eddie just got to that reps and got over it to win the event. And he could have done more and Thor protested the whole thing. And they believe because that happened, it set Thor back in the competition and Eddie projected yeah, it. For, so yeah. and when he won the world's strongest man, um, Thor obviously was bragging, was not bragging, I mean like contesting it. And then that's what led to a whole bunch of events and, you know, the documentaries and then yeah. it led to uh, self chain events. And then it was Eddie retiring. And then, you know, um, was it Thor went after Eddie's record? 50, 501 deadlift. That was insane. I actually watched that during lockdown. I remember that. Me too.
1: That. <laughs> I watched it as well.
0: <laughs> that was. But I got to admit though, that was, I kind of felt like that was sh- more motivated just as a fuck you to Eddie than it was actually motivated as for the strip, like sport itself. Because yeah. to get to a, fu- I mean, not even that, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Eddie because also was from England, but the things he had to go to just to get to um, the 500 kilo deadlift. Like, I mean, I think he said it was like 400 pounds or something like that. Yeah,
1: dude. I mean, from that video, it looked like Thor could have gone 505, but he just did 501 out of spite. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you think um anyone else will probably get it now?
1: Oh, um, do you follow a lot of powerlifters? I Instagram? follow quite a few, yeah. Do you follow Jamal Browner? Yeah, I've heard of him. He is insane. Yeah. I think he recently pulled... Close to 500, but uh maybe with straps, but, but he's only like 110 kilos, mm. 510 kilos. That's, that's the difference, right? He's pulling so close to 500 and he's like half the size of Eddie mm. and Thor. Yeah. So he could pull 500.
0: Yeah. yeah. There was always, always that. And everyone thought that Larry Wills could have pulled like but Yeah.
1: I don't know. Larry Wills, he might, he might probably might just injure himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's so injury prone, man. Yeah. Anyone I mean, who,
0: Fucking strong, man.
1: Anyone who trains with him just tears a bicep, tears a hip. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Crowley. You yeah. seen that video? The incline? Oh my gosh. Oh. The,
0: what was that? <laughs> I actually get scared now on the incline sometimes when it goes heavy because like that full pop Yeah, and then what it did to him when he was in the hospital for a while, was, fuck, man. It's not nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's rough, but sports like powerlifting and sports like um, strong men, would you argue that they are already, already like you know, type injury, injury prone in general.
1: That's a thing of all sport, man. Yeah. There's an element of risk, and that's why it's everyone loves sports. it. Yeah, yeah. Let's say like you watch the UFC, right? There's mm. so many people. Oh, like why are they punching each other? Why's there blood? Yeah, are they going to get injured? Well, they well and truly know that, right? These yeah. athletes sign up for that, mm. and this just that X factor. Hey, it's just hey, I'm able to do this and there's a risk of injury, but I'm still able to prevail. Mm. It shows how great the sport is. And just the adrenaline and the exhilarating factor. Like I know when I pick up, let's say 200 plus kilos, I could possibly tear a bicep. Mm. But the fact that it doesn't happen and that I'm able to stand up and hold that weight Mm. and actually tick off my goal. That's it, that makes it for me.
0: Mm. So what kind of injuries are you dealing with right now then?
1: Um, I've been riddled with a lot of um, QL injuries, like QL strain. I remember one time I was deadlifting. And then I must have just overshot the weight. And I stood up and I pulled my left QL. That pretty much put my hip in a weird rota- rotating um, posture. Mm-hmm. So I'd be waking up <laughs> with my hips lopsided and being like that for the whole day. What? And it would freaking hurt. I couldn't even take a dump. I couldn't even pee. Wow. Yeah, it would, it would take me like one to two hours just to do some, let's say, mobility work so I can actually get on with my day. Yeah, so that was tough. That happened three times actually. So it's a recurring injury. Wow. But I've gone uh, past it now, I think, fingers crossed. The other one is just being stupid, Um, (laughs) trying to load 225 kilo plates onto a bar instead of just one at a time, because I am lazy. And it slipped, because it's metal on metal, right? There's no friction between the two. So it slipped and it just pulled my left hand. And somehow I think just inflamed my uh, tendon along my pinky. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But it's okay now. Yeah. But sometimes when I put my wrist in, say, extension or deflection, okay. it hurts my wrist.
0: So, what did you do to deal with the QL injury?
1: QL injury. Um, YouTube, Google. Really?
0: <laughs> did you not go see a physio or anything like that? No, bro. No. Was there anyone at the gym that like, could have helped out? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah. Coaches, other people as well. But I just did lots of um hip stretches, lots of mobility work, and just strengthening the glutes, hamstrings, and core. Uh-huh. and just working my way back into creating the same movement pattern of the deadlift again from, let's say, reduced range of motion, like block deadlifts, block pulls.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, what are you... What do you um, is, it, is it a pain right now? Is this going to be a pain for you next week? Um
1: I felt a bit of a right hip twinge, but it should be okay. I mean, I've got a week of deload. That's the whole point of resting the body. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's all yeah. right,
1: man. It's part of the sport.
0: Yeah, that's that's great. That's That's definitely true. I mean... Well, when you circling back, there is a massive risk factor into pretty much almost every sport that you do. It's just that you ser- you look at certain things, like um, the certain sports, they, they get a lot more scrutiny than others. Yeah. Uh, and MMA is definitely one of them. But the thing I always argue is MMA is actually a lot less dangerous than motorsports. Yeah. But yet you just don't see them, you know, it's just uh, – Oh, I, I think I lost my train of thought, by the way. I mean, it's a lot less deadly, but you see a lot more people getting hurt mm-hmm. because of the uh, of what the sport consists of. So let's say, for example, uh, getting punched in the face and tapped out and kicked, that's obviously bad. But when you drive this motorcycle or you're driving this car extremely high speed, it takes one thing to slip out. Exactly. And people actually do die on the tracks they in do. motorsports, but you don't see people... Canceling, you know, motorsports. You don't see people canceling yeah. car races. Yeah. They just try and make it safer.
1: Mm, I just think it's just a maybe a problem of society nowadays.
0: Okay, what makes you say that?
1: That we're so drawn away from brutality. Do you think so? Maybe because I I love it, man. Uh, I'm a violent guy. I like it. Yeah, a very primal, dude. Mm. Watching men punch each other, women kick each other in the face—that's that's nice, bro. Mm-hmm. It's enjoy That's why I love the UFC, man. But I think nowadays with a lot of cancel culture and stuff, people are just trying to find oh, this is not right. You shouldn't be hurting people. You shouldn't be hurting his feelings. You shouldn't be like choking her out. Mm. I just feel like society could be a bit drawn away from brutality a bit too much.
0: That's a f- that's a fair point. However, though, I would argue that it's now more popular than ever.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah,
0: I can't remember because martial arts now is more popular than yeah. ever. UFC is more popular than that, boxing. I would say it's come on a comeback. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, definitely for like sports fans, those who are let's say within the realm of sports. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: because it's it's incredibly lucrative business as mm, well. The money, bro. But in terms of turning away from brutality as a culture, I don't know uh, uh, how to pull put my finger on that because, and like in terms of can- cancel culture, one thing I've always tell everyone is. People get really, really too comfortable. Yep. And then when we can agree, like when something happens like a pandemic or war, people yeah. kind of shut the hell up about the exactly. little things. Yeah. Like when you, you, I remember when we had the pandemic for the first time and, and then we was like all these deaths and we didn't know how to deal with it. Before that, the news was like, cancel this, cancel that. And then it changed to, okay, this many people dying. This is the virus. This is how we need to deal with it. This is how it spreads. And it's like real news, real new. And then when that got under control, it went back to this show got cancelled because they said this word. Yeah, or, yep. yep. And then Hopefully it's not this show, man. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not. I hope not because, well, I mean, I, tr- I generally try to be very careful what I say, but like, this, it's, 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 this is just the elephant in the room. It's gone now. But it was the Joe Rogan thing. You yep. know all about that. Yeah, I do. And uh, people will try it so hard to cancel. I feel like the main reason they went behind him is because people are scared of how powerful that man had become in the podcast world. His show, on average, prob- on average gets more views than all the American news networks combined.
1: It's crazy because he actually brings on notable figures that yeah. actually make sense and know what they're talking about. Of course, I can't speak on all of his, I guess. Mm hmm. But there's been a few guests that's really stood out to me, but also a few guests that have given false information. Is he's actually called them out mm. on air as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. My favourite one was when I can't remember his name. I don't think I should be saying his name either. But there was that doctor from the news station. Oh, yep, yeah. CNN. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I and then that. he they, they lied and they yeah. and they brought him on and he called him out and he lied through. But that's real journalism these days. But here's the other thing, um, I respect so much. And also at the same time, and get annoyed of. It takes balls to say sorry, yeah. And if someone says sorry and they generally yeah. mean it, that's a good thing, yeah. And that shows they're not a piece of shit. But if someone says sorry to someone and they generally mean it, on and of course context is everything. But they kick them when they're down no. after saying sorry. No. That I think that makes you a piece of shit. Yeah, no, no. Because when Joe Rogan, because the whole thing was around the N word, and he addressed it and he says, i don't condemn it. I am sorry," and all that people still try to cancel him? Yeah. That was strange, eh? Hey? <laughs> and there was also that in the Neil Diamond thing as well. Oh, he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why that... I mean, Neil Diamond's big. I would say he's big, but like... Yeah. I don't know what the whole point was. Uh, like, okay, your music's off Spotify. What's what's second in chief for you, bro? I
1: know, right? Like, what, what are these, like... Um, I wouldn't say pointless, but what are these just random protests? Like, do you think taking your... Music off Spotify is gonna take Joe Rogan off Spotify.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's was a lot of virtue signaling behind it. Yeah, like uh, I think they use it as a as a moment to sort of get like seconds in the spotlight and get tap, yeah. cash grabs and stuff like that. And when he addressed the whole thing, I'm like, did you think did his music go up as a result of it, or did just I don't know? It?
1: Like New diamond has got some bangers, man. I think Sweet Caroline yeah, one of my favorite. Darren Till walking out to that at yeah UFC in London, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Hey, some people think in a different way. I mean, I could see why he just wanted to do a protest and say, oh, a notable figure wants to protest against this and wants Joe Reagan removed. But he's still here. Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to his podcast all week. I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, what I was definitely happy with is the f- the fact that he got so much support. Yeah. Especially from the black community about the whole situation yeah, as well. Yeah, like, Dave Chappelle, he doesn't have social media. He even came out in, pro, um, in protecting him of him. Like, Israel Israel Adesanya put yeah. it up in the fucking press conference. David Goggins, yeah. God bless him. He was the one who was going on about it. So, I mean, I can't remember who said it but as well, but he was like, yeah, I think there was one in the room at the time and he said something, yeah, he said it in the room and I was like, in the context of when he said it, I was like, yeah, that's fine as well. So, that's the next thing. Anyway, man, so, <clears throat> if you did, you watch the fights over the weekend? Was it last weekend?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bro, insane, dude. Yeah. I mean, good. it
0: was massive fight card. Do you know who I feel bad for? Who? Dan Hooker. Yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's lost four fights. Yeah, lost four, four fights in a row now. I mean, did you, did you, well, the big question that came out of that card was, do you think this is it for him?
1: No, I just think he's confused. Okay, what do you think he's confused? Wait, wait, right. did, um, did he, he? He went down, right? He went down. Yeah, he dropped. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know what's going on at the moment now, because I'm um, he shot into stardom with that massive, massive brawl with Poirier, mm-hmm. and then had a shot against Chandler, and just got unfortunately just got, you know, caught in the right moment by Chandler, and then after that, like he had plenty of opportunities to get back into it, but then just couldn't find it. I think he looks gun shy, mm. in my opinion which yeah. is a bit strange. So I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah.
0: I think it's because Arthur lost to Poirier, Arthur lost to Chandler, and uh, uh, Chandler was a first round, and um, he lost to Islam Markachev. That was also a fa- first mm. round submission. It's... First or second round, sorry. Um, can't quite remember. But it's just the level of competition inside the lightweight. It's an absolute shark tank. like
1: Lightweight's the best division, man.
0: I would argue it is. People will say featherweight is probably one of the best divisions. I would say featherweight second. Yeah. But lightweight's probably the best because the amount of star power and the amount of type of fights that you have. And the problem is when you have that much, it's so hard for the people on the outside to break into it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like as Dan Hook has been around for so for, for quite some time now, he kind of I feel like he couldn't f- believe. Sorry, don't feel like he. I'm not discrediting, him, but I don't feel like he could have got back into that top area. So he kind yeah. of left it and experimented a new one. Here's the argument I always had: with, I don't think he should have gone to featherweight. I think he should have gone up to welterweight.
1: Yeah, yeah, a bit more size. Like do what um, like what Whitaker did. Yeah, welterweight to our um, middleweight.
0: Yeah. yeah, because he. He's a he's a big dude. He's actually quite tall. He's six foot. Yeah, man. Two so freaking long arms, dude. Yeah, yeah. and in welterweight, when you have a little bit more size, you'll reckon he would have. And it's a more natural way for him as well. It could have been a more exciting division. It could have had more more success. But the thing is, he's when you're on a four fight losing streak, it puts like there was always said: if you have two fight two losses, that puts a small little question mark next to your name because the next fight's a decider. If you have a third. Uh, fight puts a little asterisk next to your name because I'm like oh they could get dropped so they could get dropped But when you have four fights four losses in a row it puts an exclamation mark next yeah. to your name Like how is this person still going around? You know Dana's Dana's thinking right now, dude He's pond he's pondering I mean he's still a big <laughs> cash flow though He is I mean city
1: kickboxing man Israel to is teammate It's a big cash pull. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean
0: I honestly thought that Dan Hooker should have been the one also to fight um To fight Connor. Oh, yeah I always argued that as well
1: yeah, Connor just keeps jumping the line, eh? Hey? I'm a massive McGregor fan, dude. Yeah. Uh, have you heard that he might be coming back to fight Usman for the title? I, d- I did hear that,
0: and I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen for three reasons. One, uh, your best days are behind you. I honestly believe that. So I don't feel like it's necessary right now to move to another division. That's the first one. The second one, you don't just call out the pound for pound king at the moment, who's. On a on a massive uh, He hasn't been He's been undefeated And he holds I think he's on a massive streak Now to become The longest winning streak In a row And Most wins And then The next thing Is like He keeps taking After his injury And the loss to Poirier I don't I don't think you can really bounce back from that quickly, quick enough. No man. And last one is just everything else that I'm seeing that he's doing. It's not, and that doesn't involve fighting. It's just not good enough. Like for example, he keeps coming in controversy after controversy. Like um, what is it? You know what he did at the VMA awards with making making Fox and mm, oh Jimmy yeah, and
1: MGK throwing the d- glass. Well, MGK tried to approach him with. And try to fight him or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a story that was never quite actually fully explained. Yeah. But then he's just like, oh, I don't know who MGK is. Yeah. But I like Megan Fox and all that because I love Transformers. <laughs> I was just like, I might make you know. You knew who he was and all that. Yeah. That's that's a weird, that's a weird thing. But it was just, when he keeps getting drawn up in all this controversy, it just doesn't make him look good. And then it, when he's not training and all that sort of stuff. And he's got all this money and obviously he's got a family. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a different ball game. I just don't think yeah. he's as hungry as he should be. Yeah.
1: He's actually back to training. Have you seen uh, some recent footage of him? I have some heavy, heavy pads. Yeah,
0: and boxing gloves. I have. Yeah, I, I'm, all, I'm all over it. Yeah. Ah, uh, if he was to come back though, I think he's only got two options. I think he should have the trilogy with Nate. That's that's uh, that would make that would sound fair um, because they are both one one and they're both huge draws and. They both fought each other before, and people already know what to expect. Or he should have had that. He should have that fight with RDA. Yeah. Yep. Because that was what everyone was kind of expected for when he was supposed to fight him for the lightweight title, and then RDA he pulled
1: out because of a sore toe or
0: something. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it was that. Yeah, I think he broke his toe, or <laughs> broke his foot. And but that everyone was kind of hyped for because that would have been the first one. So yeah. that's why I feel like that should happen. If he fights Usman. Oh, fuck off! I mean, it would sell, sell it'll, it'll, sure. it would be a murder, man. I'm a big Connor fan, but he'll get murdered. You'll get <laughs> <laughs> absolutely murdered. This and it's just the way that he spoke about it as well, like a jab happy, sloppy orthodox wrestler Slab with no submissions. I'm like, oh my god! And then, but I, I tell you, actually, I got. Him, I, I said to my friends, "I'll do you one better. How about if we had Conor McGregor versus Colby Covington? Oh, can you imagine the press conferences?"
1: I can't can't imagine what kind of names Colby Covington would call Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah. I mean, and what McGregor would actually do at the press conference. He would chuck his whiskey at him, chuck his chairs at him. I think my
1: favourite moment of uh, Colby
0: Covington calling
1: calling someone's name is uh, Hamzat Shumayev. He called him Comshot Shumayev.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I actually think Hamzat's going to be the next big thing. Uh, He's already on his way. Uh, Darren Till, uh, obviously trains with him now
1: hopefully connor as well
0: yeah what the hell not
1: why the hell not why the hell not
0: i mean because hamza even though he's he's crazy and all that he's such a fan favorite but every fighter who's ever met him absolutely loves him and he is so well respected enough the last guy that he beat he trained the guy who he beat and then he gave him advice literally before the fight and then he went out there and he's like oh that was actually good yeah so that's, that's how much everyone ador- uh, really thinks he's a really good role model for the sport. But he's, I reckon, a couple more. I mean, he's fighting Gilbert Burns now.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, it's crazy. I reckon he's only been punched once, and all that. And he's got more fights. He's won more fights than he has been punched. So I think Gilbert Burns will test him. For the first time. I feel sad for Gilbert
1: Burns. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I still think Hamzat's going to win.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: I feel sad. And it's, it's it's crazy because he's so lower down in the rankings and you're taking the guy who's only not just last year at Fort Usman. so yeah, it's crazy. Uh, what's the next, the next topic? The thing I was going to ask you was uh, what do you think is going to happen now with this whole Jake Paul situation?
1: Man, I know Jake Paul has said he's been training... MMA right is gonna fight McGregor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's the other thing I was gonna ask you. Do you think that will ever happen? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. 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 Mm, yeah. What? What's your argument for it?
1: I don't know, man. I, I say that's gonna sell. So if like McGregor's management and his team reaches out and they can like come to a conclusion of a plan that's gonna work, it's gonna sell like crazy. The like, pay per view is gonna be insane. Of mm-hmm. all the Jake Paul fanboys, of all the McGregor fanboys, mm-hmm. it's gonna be insane.
0: Do you think though, because you got one of the biggest names in um, MMA fighting against, you know, guys had a, quite a few fights. I would say he's a legitimate boxer now, but I don't think he's anywhere even remotely close to the level. Yeah, of what these all these professional dudes are at. there. So.
1: That that's a funny thing, right? I was I doubted Jake Paul. Yeah, but then he <laughs> beat Tyron Woodley, man. But
0: I. D- <laughs> Did you think that fight was staged at all? Oh, I've had to argue a few people against this.
1: Part of me said it was in a sense. But then again, like, that was a clean, that was pretty clean, dude. Yeah. That was a pretty clean, pretty clean knockout.
0: Yeah. Because, oh, well, for for starters, I mean, everyone thought that, you know, Tyrone Woodley kind of won the first fight against Jake. Or there was arguments for it because he, he did kind of knock him down. Mm, yeah, yeah. And then a knockdown's huge, but it was still scored a ten nine round. So yeah, that's yeah. one. Uh the next thing was he took that fight in such short notice and the Tommy Fury fight obviously he pulled out of because I think he had a broken rib, he had a chest infection, he had a whole bunch of issues yep. and all yep. that. But there was no talks to reschedule it, apparently now. And apparently the word is that Jake Paul doesn't actually want to find him anymore. He thinks yeah. he thinks he's lost his chance and all that. And that said, one of two things, like Jake was actually legitimately scared it and she uses it as an excuse to play to his advantage. Or two, um, he just doesn't have any interest in it anymore.
1: Yeah, I think he's chasing a money fight, a yeah. big money fight.
0: Mm. He wants McGregor. Wait, would you see I would. What would you rather see it you in know, boxing or would you rather see it in MMA? MMA,
1: he'll get destroyed. He'll get absolutely exactly. kicked to the face, knocked yep. out, brain damage from McGregor. But he, in boxing,
0: he has half a chance. Half a chance. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because it would be like the reverse of uh Logan Paul and Mayweather.
1: Yeah, but the thing is like Jake Paul is a big boy, man. Yeah. He's strong.
0: People actually forget how big he is, yeah. He's strong. Yeah. Like Logan Paul's six foot four, six foot three. Yeah, I can't I don't Jake's six foot yeah. roughly around. But he's he's thick though as well. And there was a lot of speculation behind him saying he um there's a lot of speculation behind him saying that he, he was actually on PEDs. Mm, yeah Because they didn't drug test The Tyron Woodley fight
1: Yeah that was in the clause
0: In the contract actually Yeah No testing Yeah yeah. What's your um, I actually explained this With Calum f- uh, quite a couple of months back What's your take on like PEDs and sports man Man I actually have thought About taking PEDs
1: Really but Okay f- But for my certain goals And where I want With health and longevity I okay. obviously would not Okay Yeah like I do not have anything Against someone taking PEDs mm-hmm. It's a well known thing well research topic but the thing that I have against PADs is, let's say people jumping on it too young and too early. Absolutely. And being, let's say, peer pressured by the gym, bro. Mm. Hey, man, take this, bro. Do it. And just not actually doing any research or seeking someone who actually knows about it. Mm. Yeah. Just the barrier to getting PADs is very easy. And it's easy, accessible. And there's so much false information online. Psalms, all that stuff. TikTok, TikTok videos. <laughs> oh.
0: Yeah. I actually honestly hate TikTok just in general because nowadays the whole world, we're, we're so obsessed with image. I'll give you that. The most dangerous thing about TikTok was like the spread of like all of the image and, you know, guys as young, younger than us. I mean, we're both 23, 23. 20, yeah. When I see someone who's like 16, 17, 18, who's only been in training for a couple of few years and then they jump on the stuff and they don't know how to use it. Like, once you get on, you got to understand, once you're on it, you you can't ever get yeah, off it. Yeah. And then it's going to change, uh, change your body. But here's my thing. Here's what I tell. If you want to do it and you feel like you've really researched it enough and you looked into it and you feel very confident and you know this is what you want to do, by all means, go ahead. But you have to be wary of two things. One, you're not the same person in your 30s and your 40s and you are in your 20s. The next thing is, um, oh, oh, shit, what was I going to say? Um... <laughs> Like I I slip my mind, but that's the main thing. So, some point, maybe in the thirties and forties, I don't actually enjoy it, and then that could be that that could be have a detrimental effect. But the next one is: um, Are you doing this because you generally uh, want to improve yourself to a certain extent, or you doing this for the sake of what comes with it? You know, a lot of people who on social media, like the big influencers, who do this kind of stuff, they get a massive following. And they get money and they get sponsorship and it's like a bit of fame that comes with it is that the main deep reason why you're doing this and if not I feel like that's a very very unhealthy reason to do it yeah but if you're someone that say for example who is like say powerlifting for example and you take it and you're doing a powerlifting and you're constantly trying to get better and better and better and you don't care about obviously the clout stuff comes with it but your deep core foundation reason is because of your love for the sport by all means go for it that's what i'd say
1: yeah it's a very touchy s- subject, man. It's like sort of taboo, actually. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know a handful of people that just take it and they just take it because they see if other people take it and they're getting bigger, more likes, more clout. And they're like, you know what? I want to do the same thing. Mm. I don't really have a reason of why not. So just give it a shot. Mm. And it's just a very, very dark choice in my opinion. Yeah. I've actually experienced like a lot of people, that say, have negative side effects from it.
0: Okay, so like, like what?
1: Lack of sleep. Yep. Um, changing your mood, difference in personality, like just the hyphenated roid rage in a sense, yeah.
0: Did you, I mean, uh, the ones I've spoken to, uh, I, they always tell me the, the best, um, they now believe it's coming a whole lot more safer yep. than it is than it yep. used to be. Uh, and I respect that, and I actually do hope that one day, you know, I, I said this in many times in previous podcasts, but I actually do hope that one day it becomes legal.
1: Yeah, I heard that in um, the podcast of Callum. He was yeah, about that,
0: I actually wish that it does become uh, legal in the future because it would be nice to see certain sports where it's controlled, yep. and it can actually help you. Yeah, like for example, like you remember Pride.
1: Yes, <laughs> v- Vitor Belfort. Yeah, do you remember how popular
0: Pride was? <laughs> yes, yes. Popular, like Pride was like the father for the UFC, you know, so wh- why not have that? And these guys, they want to do it as well. And if it, you know, it makes them money, it makes you money, and they feel like they can do a lot more safer now with techn- uh, with one day technology and science, and I believe it should be allowed. But then to what extent is it giving you an advantage? Yeah, that it's- because how can we say, let's say we're just two same skill levels. You took, it just came down to how much gas one person was on.
1: Yeah. How much does it
0: actually help you? Yeah. Yeah. And I would, but it would be nice though, because the reason why people go to those events, the same reason why people go to, you know, watch Mr. Olympia and all that, they want to see the spectacles.
1: But then again, now, if you talk about the Mr. Olympia competition, the classic physique division is skyrocketing. Yeah, a lot of people aren't really into the extreme look anymore. They like the attainable physique. Yeah, so the classic physique with C-bum, daddy C-bum, man, it's <laughs> skyrocketing.
0: What is it with guys like like going off the, right C-bum when they call him daddy and all that?
1: Um, uh, I don't know, man. I think it started off as a meme, like someone on Twitter, or someone just called him daddy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what the whole culture is with these young boys now, man. Yeah, I mean, I call C-bum daddy sometimes.
0: I'm like, <laughs> well, why not?
1: <laughs>
0: well, actually. It is, it is incredibly popular, I'll give you that. But I also think it comes down to any sport in general. I think it comes down to, like, the personalities. Yeah. Because we all love – everyone loved Ronnie Coleman because of who he was. Yeah,
1: buddy. Yeah,
0: buddy. <laughs> everyone loved Jay. Everyone loved Phil. Everyone loved um, Kai and all that. Yep. But, it yeah, it came down to who they were as people because nowadays open, the open – in open bodybuilding, yeah. massive dudes – None of them really have attitudes anymore.
1: You're actually right. Yeah. That's a very good point.
0: Yeah. So that's that's the main thing. Like if you think, because I, I always tell people this, do you reckon Conor McGregor would be as famous as he was today if it wasn't for his attitude?
1: Definitely not. Right. Attitude, skill,
0: skill alone, like, do you reckon he would have been as popular?
1: Nah, Mystic Mac, bro. All those predictions back in the day. That's what got me hooked, bro.
0: Yeah. That's what got a lot of people hooked. Yeah. yeah a lot of people hooked in general. So I feel like that's a big thing that comes with it. And yep. it's also in the UFC, It saved people. Like it saved Colby Compton when seen his career. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the next thing I wanted to bring up, man. Now this is a little bit of a touchy topic, but yep. I, have, I, have to, I have to bring it up that's as fine, well man. because it's in the I'm sports science for us as well. Because yep. yep. f- for the record, um, pretty much uh, when we were met at uni, obviously I was doing sports science, exercise and health. And you would... Um, same thing. Same thing. Same thing. And now, hopefully in a in the future you're going for your doctor's.
1: Yeah, so i am doing my master's next year. So yeah. exercise physiology, man.
0: Nice, nice. Good. And, uh, so you're more qualified than I am to talk about this situation right we'll now. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Man. So one thing I gotta get off the chest because it's hilarious. But the 462th ranked uh male oh, swimmer. I know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't have every single piece of information, but this is the I gotta get fair. So the people don't know. The 462-ranked uh, male swimmer recently, uh, I don't know how long, I couldn't find how long ago it was, but he transitioned into a female and now become the first place in the NCAA female swimmer. Uh, obviously, this isn't the first time we've heard a situation like this.
1: No, definitely not.
0: And it's becoming more and more popular right now. I remember that happened with uh, the the wrestling. And in America, it also happened with the weightlifting here on yep. in New Zealand. New Zealand, yep. yeah. And then, but the thing here's the funny thing was she went to the, uh, yeah. I see she she went to the Olympics and, <laughs> and she actually didn't place at all. No, she injured herself. I'm pretty yeah. sure, and she just bombed out. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And then there was also the case with the sprinters in America as well. Yep. And now it's gotten made its way into swimming. What what what's your take on the whole, whole situation?
1: Honestly, it's very interesting because it shows, I'm not sure if I might get red flag for this, but the um, the difference from male and female mm-hmm. as well. shows mm-hmm. a massive difference. Yeah. But it's very interesting because it's now it creates some discussion. Like, are we going to create a new category? Mm-hmm. Like male, female, and trans?
0: Do you think they should?
1: Um, if we do one right now, I don't think there'll be enough competitors, but maybe down the track we mm. should. Because I feel like it is unfair for the females as well. Because mm-hmm. the girl in second place, she should have won it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then it all comes to a factor. Let's say, uh, oh, identification, gender, sex, all that stuff, which is a very, very touchy topic.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing to talk yeah. about. Um, that's another thing on its own. Yeah. Here's what I think. <sighs> this is this is what it's going to cause a little bit of controversy. But it's not the issue of the person. Yeah, is the issue of the organisations. Yeah, that's one thing we've got to keep, we've got to keep in mind. Yep. Okay, so in certain, uh, I think it was in the Olympics as well. They allowed these people to compete based on their testosterone levels. That was a main factor yep. for them. Yep. But there's other things that because your body is sp- sex specific. You know what I mean? It's not. It depends on if you're a, if you're under if you're a male or female, regardless of where you identify If that's what you are biologically, that's what kind of body you're going to have. You know, puberty doesn't choose if you're gonna grow female breasts or anything yeah. like that. It's dependent on your DNA. So yeah. that's what one thing we gotta understand as well. I do believe that, you know, um, you know, if you're a male, your identifiers, you you know, genitalia is one way, way, but it's also down to your DNA as well. You know, your chromosomes. That's the yeah. main thing yeah. as well. So, and then again, of course, there are people who are outliers, born in between. That's that's not the point. But the the point is, I'm trying to make now is actually is when it comes to these organization, it's the rules that they set in place mm. that defines it. Okay, so I'm not sure if you remember it, but there was a girl who was um she was kicked out because she had um smoked weed or something before a yeah, sprinting event. Stri- Do you remember the story? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. So she broke the rules, okay, and that's why she wasn't allowed to compete. That's, and of course there was context behind it, but that's fair and square. That's what I believe. That's what I tell. And they compare that to the whole female weightlifter. I'm like, yes, but she didn't break the rules. She found a loophole within your organization that allowed her to complete. So she didn't take it. Yeah. So that's why that's the main thing. That's a good point. That's what I got to tell people. So if you're going to have a go at these humans, like they, at the end of the day, they just want to do what they love and they, and no one wants to be discriminated against. But if you're going to have a go at something, you need to have a go at the the, the organisation that's allowing these sort of rules to yeah, go place.
1: Yeah, you are completely correct because that's well within the rules. Um, yeah, she's not breaking the rules. Yeah, right. And that comes into let's say, kind of full circle back to powerlifting, like drug testing. Right, mm-hmm. the rules are there. You only get caught if you get caught.
0: Yeah. Oh, in the wise words of Louis Simmons, it's not illegal to take drugs. It's illegal yes, to get caught taking exactly, drugs. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But that's that's what I mean. How I would deal with this situation is I feel like you just need to rewrite your rule system yeah. so it's a little bit more airtight.
1: But then at the end of the day, you still want to give the transgender athletes a fair go as well. Exactly. You don't want to, like, say, alienate them.
0: Yeah, I never would want yeah. that. I would want them... I nothing love more than to see people do what they enjoy. Yeah. So I understand that. But at the same time... It's it comes down to two things: what's fair and what's within your yeah. rule set. Because do I feel like there was a fair advantage for those those girls in the swoon swimming, the swoon swimming pool? I don't. Considering and it makes even the the more fuel to the far was like the fact that this wasn't just second or third in the miles. This was just four hundred and sixty. I don't think that's. I think that's very very far behind number one.
1: And like I'm pretty sure she smashed like the national record by a long mile.
0: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that part of the way. But <laughs> that's, that's huge. And it's the other thing as well. Like, um, But, you know, there's a whole bunch of weird arguments for it. But that's where I feel like we're heading towards right now. I would like to see these people still get to compete and do what they love. But, yeah, again, fair, 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 so.
1: Honestly, man, knowing the American sports, probably she would probably swim for the national team and then maybe the Olympics one day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that would be crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean well, – I mean, it, it'd be, yeah, uh, then again, it comes down to the stage because NCAA is like huge in America. Yeah, it's collegiate sports, man. Yeah. yeah. But if it was only the Olympic stage, that'd be an even different, different.
1: Yeah, way. well, the New Zealand weightlifter made it. Yeah. If the if she makes it to the national team and qualifies, that's insane, dude. Yeah,
0: yeah crazy. Crazy, man. Uh, the next thing I was just, uh, wanted to ask you, man, Have you seen? did you see the new Batman movie? Bro, I Am Vengeance, man, of course. Yeah, yeah you see that? Yeah, have you what? seen the deleted scene? Yes, that's the next thing I was going to bring up. But I wanted to talk about the movie first. Okay. What did you like? What, what what do you think made about it so good? Damn good.
1: I think it was the different take. I think this Batman really suited the whole Gotham Arkham theme a lot better. Mm-hmm. Dark, mysterious, ominous. The soundtrack was nice. More into the detective side of Batman. Mm-hmm. But most of all, his younger years. Mm. So you could definitely see the youth of how he just walked into the nightclub without a plan. So like, I'm just going to walk in. Okay. yeah
0: yeah that that was a good scene yeah I was so impressed with just the little things as well in that movie that made it so damn good like um like you know he's a young, I like his dialogue and the way he responds mm-hmm. like the i mean there were some things people pointed out like the scene where he's wait uh, after he's just come back, man It's during the middle of the day and he's not responding well to the sunlight yeah. and his face is all pal And yeah. you know, just the way he talks as well There was just so many moments inside it I thought was just so well written But I felt like well, It was so, it was long It was, it was long It was, it was three a hours drag. Yeah, but The way that they introduced everything was so well done Like um, they introduced Penguin really well Made him a great character, introduced Falcone really yeah, well. it's
1: all so subtle.
0: Yeah, and Catwoman, now they introduced Joker into the movie. I mean, I was like, also when I watched that deleted scene, I was like, why did they leave that out?
1: I'm not sure because I think they, the way that that deleted scene worked for me was that Joker was already, um, Batman already apprehended the Joker beforehand. So this yeah. was before even the movie. Mm-hmm. So he already sorted that out already. Mm. and he actually came to the Joker because he was so desperate, Mm. and he needed some clues. Yeah, so I think maybe they just took that out just to kind of keep us on our toes for the next movie. Mm. That's my main thing.
0: I was so impressed with the portrayal of him as well. Yeah. It it made it look like a fucking horror movie.
1: It was good. Robert Pattinson was a good choice, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone gave him so much crap before. Yeah, because I
1: think they said that he is a bit too skinny, not too built. I mean... I could say that, yeah, maybe you could put on a bit more muscle, but that was his choice. Yeah. And I think it was like a right portrayal of it as yeah. Batman in the younger years.
0: That's correct. Because I feel like he will probably develop more because this Bat- I like how this Batman's just flawed. Mm. Uh, he's incredibly flawed. And he's almost, in a way, sociopathic yep. as well. That's the way Batman really is. Yeah, So I do feel like he would develop more yeah. for it. And we got to understand, this is an entirely new Batman. This isn't League of Shadows. No, it's not. This so is I was
1: expecting someone like Razakul al and all that stuff.
0: Exactly, yeah. This is someone who's not who's been preparing for quite some time and leading up to it, and he's only been doing it for two years. Yeah, that's why I really liked it. The next thing was um, uh, there was just so many little Easter eggs in it and the introduction mm. of the characters. Mm. But referring back to the whole Joker scene, the guy who played as Joker, uh, his name's Barry
1: Barry, Barry K something.
0: Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He did such a good job and he only got five minutes. So he got five minutes to play one of the biggest villains in TV history in all time mm. and he smashed it out. I
1: was hooked, man. I think it shows um, Joker as a psychologically um, crazy person yeah, instead of the sociopathic killer yeah. of Heath Ledger.
0: Yeah, because, you know, you saw the scars and the teeth. face,
1: dude. Fuck, uh, oh, man. Look, I would say close to Perfect. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I think he just got the laugh well done yeah. and the teeth. And then there was a shot with the nails, and his yeah. nails were gone. And it was just all like he was just in, looked like he was in so much pain and all yeah. that. I well, thought that was so crazy. Um, I'm quite excited to see what happens in this movie.
1: I can't wait, man. Honestly, yeah. I can't wait. Um, the thing that kind of made me laugh in the movie was Batman hardly got injured. Like, looked like bullets didn't even penetrate him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I noticed that, yeah. Did you notice that? He's getting yeah. shot. Nothing's happening. Yeah. There were any scenes of him like really nursing his injuries. What the heck was that green thing that he stabbed himself?
0: People thought that was venom. Yeah. They thought that was Bane's, um, you know, venom, how he yeah, injects yep. himself in yeah, the comics. Yeah. So they don't have that in the movie. Yeah. I think that's what it was because it would make, because it was green, green substance. Yeah. And it made him go mad and crazy and all that. And that yeah. would, I think that was it because they could have introduced Bane down the line. Yeah. And he took that formula and used it for himself. Be, yeah. That that's what I was He
1: was like, the shutters were closing and he just injected that and he went crazy.
0: Yeah. And one other thing was like, he took a full shotgun blast yeah, in the like, chest. Come on. And it was man. fine. Come on. Or like maybe they explained that a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I know titanium plates, that's what they said yeah. it was. It was strong, but I don't think you can take a full shotgun blast in a yeah. face like that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really happy to see what happens with it because people, because the thing is with DC is ever since this what happened with justice league and this night in the cup people were just kind of lost hope in it mm. and i feel like now this is the kind of thing that they need to start doing more of if they want to get back in they want to get back in the race with marvel because to come back like as strong as they did with uh, this batman and now you've got black adam and you've got what's this coming out this aquaman and the flash coming out this year yeah now they've got something to follow. I'm like, oh, and now DC's probably going, oh, if we do this. Because what they show with Batman is completely different to what you see in Marvel. So I'm pretty excited to see what's what, uh, going to happen now for the rest of the, rest of the year. Maybe Not why, bro. But yeah.
1: Marvel's still, still going to slap, to be honest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because we got Morbius coming out Doctor next Strange week. Strange as, as well. That's it, yeah. And then we got we just recently had Spider-Man, which was like... Yeah, that's good. I feel we can argue it was probably one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, man, so we're coming up to the end of, the, uh, end of this episode. Uh, just before we let you go, uh, is there anything you want to give a quick shout out to, or how can you, how can the followers? Uh, sorry, how can the uh, viewers follow you?
1: Before we end, man, I want to give a shout out to you, man, Joseph <laughs> Turner, bro. Um, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> and I know his guests sometimes bring gifts. So yeah. today, here's my gift to you. I know you work at Supplement Mart, right? Yes. You like pre workouts? Yes. Okay, man. Surprise <laughs> me with this, man. Yeah. Oh, wow. Have a look. Thank you. You What's this? You cannot get that in Australia. You You can't get
0: get it it in Australia? No. Okay. There's only one place that
1: sells it and it's my place that I go to. Wow. So if you look at it, man, it's fully packed clinical dose. Citrulline, all that stuff. (laughs) Wow. So you take the one scoop, man. Don't do double scoop. Don't do double scoop. Are you sure? Because the um, normal dose is half a scoop. Yep. So if you want the full punch, do one scoop.
0: Oh, yeah, yep. <laughs> Because one full scoop is 450 milligrams of caffeine. Holy shit.
1: I think it actually equates to 600 or 700 because there's two forms of caffeine in there.
0: No. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. One, one scoop. One, well, I'm going to try this because I'm training with my girlfriend later. So this is going to, I'm going to give this a go. Give it a go, man. Yeah. Why, well, well, if you don't mind me asking, why is it that you can't get this in Australia? Without incriminating ourselves. <laughs> okay. We'll leave that there. We'll leave that there. Anyway, thank you very much, man. Uh, pff, super appreciate that. Um, so, as you say, uh, if my if the viewers want to follow you, man. What yeah.
1: You? Um, you can follow me on my, let's say, my fi- fitness account. So, ah. it's at Johnny underscore Rucci. So, R-U-C-C-I-S underscore gym. Mm-hmm. So, I'll be going to start posting more soon. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: All right. That's where you'll find me. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate Thanks, it, brother. Appreciate it, man. Good to Good see chance, you, man. All righty, and that is a wrap.